Okay, hello everybody. My name is Chloe Bowling, and welcome to Talk Ag to Me. I am here with Grace, and she is going to introduce herself and say what her relations to the agriculture community is. Hi, I'm Grace Wilbur. I'm from Tulare, California. I um, was raised on a small farm, and then my dad also owned a dairy farm that was larger. He has about 5,000 head, milks 2,000 twice a day. Um, That was my first exposure to the agriculture industry as I would grow up and go see the baby calves or uh, think I was helping in the milk barn before I joined 4-H, which was my first exposure of um, more independent hands-on work where I showed dairy cattle until I was 13 and then I joined FFA in high school where I continued to show dairy cattle and then throughout that whole time period I was able to show dairy cattle around the state and even got the chance to fly to a few other states and compete so through this I've been able to make connections and use resources through other people to grow my understanding and knowledge about the dairy industry in particular, but then also um, through extensions like FFA and 4-H, I was able to learn about other sectors of the agriculture industry. Awesome. Um, Do you happen to know anything about the Industrial Revolution or Green Revolution? Yeah, so I was exposed to the Industrial Revolution a little bit in my junior year history class, and we talked about more of like the factories and the... um, the growth in production through textile factories and stuff like this, but uh, it wasn't until this year in 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 United States history of agriculture that I was really um, not like gained knowledge about what happened in the agriculture part of it, and um, I just learned the benefits and the um, effects of the industrial revolution and green revolution in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, do you think the Industrial Revolution is still causing major consequences in today's society? Um, I think that it's always going to cause some consequences just because we were introduced to large factories and those are always going to have an effect on our environment because of the uh, major production that they produce and the amount of... um, like the amount of resources that it takes to have them profit, make be profitable. Yeah, of course. Um, it definitely has affected the way everyone looks at different things. Um, do you think the workers were affected and do you think it changed their perspective? I think that in some situations more than others before it was monitored as closely, uh, workers were definitely uh, affected as you know, it was harsh conditions before they had certain policies to change the ethics of um, labor in these new factories. And um, in the beginning, it was really rough for them. And I think that that kind of scarred some people and turned them away from agriculture for sure. But I think that we've done a good job recovering from that and making policies to make the whole production of agriculture and other industries as well more ethical and um, sustainable for um, the future. Yeah. Um, Do you think there'll be another green revolution? Yeah, I think that in a way we're always going to be in a green revolution just because it started with the hybrid of um, making like wheats and grains and stuff like that with 
you know, good old Mr. Norman. But um, now we see super similar things happening with GMOs as they're both trying to withstand hardier conditions and also have a higher yield using less um, uh, products. But I think that this is always going to be in effect because as the population grows, we're going to need a higher yield of uh, crop with using less resources so we can use them in other aspects too. Yeah. Um... My last question dealing with these revolutions, do you ever think that either one of them crossed a line in the ag industry? Um, I think that the industrial revolution could have been done in a more um, sustainable way because we did see many things following this that you know we didn't do the best at uh, conserving our land and using our resources to the best of our ability we were kind of selfish in that aspect of just using what would make the most profit instead of taking care of our land which um, is part of agriculture's responsibility but I think that we've learned from this and grown from this and now we have policies enforced by the government as well as just more ethical views since we have seen the effect that they had yeah for sure um switching over a little bit to more of the composting side and the evolution of crop production um do you believe that it benefited the way our crops are produced yeah i'm i'm not too educated on the whole um crop production side of everything but from what i know um, composting has had a lot of benefits in not only the quality of product that you'll get out of your crops but also your recycling as far as I'm concerned like you're recycling things that would have just gone to waste yeah for sure um even though you don't know too much uh what is your opinion on with the growing our growing country do you think with dairies being sold and moving out of where you're from uh do you think that the manure and composting is going to be able to sustain with all the crop production? Um, You know, that could vary. I mean, um, as as we lose dairies, we're also losing the land that they were on to growing cities and stuff like that. But um, so we're kind of losing farmland as we're losing dairies. So maybe we would need less compost as we are losing dairies. But we're also moving into like more urban agriculture where people are able to recycle like their food from the dinner before or their um, old fruits and vegetables that they forgot were in the fridge and turn that more into compost. So maybe we're just going to start seeing a shift in how we use compost and what it's made of. Yeah, so kind of a second half to that question is what are different materials other than like you kind of mentioned, the recycled foods. Uh, is there anything else besides recycled foods and manure that you think could be an alternative for composting? Um, I mean, as technology advances, there's unlimited amount of things that can be used as compost but that we may not be aware of right now. But um, I, I bet that there'll be a synthetic compost coming soon or um, even more like materialistic things that so natural like how they can make compost paper and stuff like that maybe we will start start seeing a um, change in using material stuff like paper or um, fabric and stuff with like technology being able to use that as compost as well yeah for sure um before we end this episode of talk ag to me is there anything else you would like to add about the ag industry that you would just like people to understand or just give a different perspective on 
Um, as yeah, so as much as like ag like with the own research I've been doing on the history of agriculture, um, as much as we have had uh, some negative things happen in our industry that we're all aware of, um, and we've not always been the most sustainable or environmentally aware. I think that it's no doubt that we're not talking about how much we're doing to prevent that and change that now. How uh, dairies are using methane digesters um, to, you know, reduce their carbon like input to the world, and that we're using the land used for agriculture. Most of it can't be used for other things that they just can't withstand, like the the range land that we grow our cattle on and feed our livestock with for a majority of it and um, I think that it's just not talked about enough how like environmental friendly we're like uh, advancing I mean we're not there yet but we're definitely making major strides to get there yeah for sure awesome well thank you for joining my episode of talk ag to me today Uh, make sure you stay tuned to uh, listen to the next episode Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Evolution of Crop Production. My name is Chloe Bowling and I am here today with Mr. Martin. He is going to introduce himself and his relation to the agriculture community. Hi, my name is Michael Martin. I'm an agriculture history teacher at Colorado State University. Awesome. Um, are you familiar with the Industrial Revolution and the Green Revolution? If so, uh, how much do you know about it and if it affected you in any way? Uh, I am very familiar with the Industrial and Green Revolution. I have written research papers on the topic and it impacts what I do at my job regularly. Awesome. Uh, do you think that the Industrial Revolution is still causing consequences today? Yes. Awesome. Uh do you know if it uh, had any effect on the workers or if it changed their perspective? The Industrial Revolution impacted workers in a, ver- in a variety of ways, good and bad. They were very aware of the change. I can't say that it had a di- different effect on me, direct effect on me, but it did have an indirect effect. Awesome. Uh, do you think that there will be another Green Revolution? There already is with the advent of gene editing technology. Oh, so like GMOs? Awesome. Uh, was there ever a moment in time that you thought that the Industrial Revolution and or Green Revolution crossed the line in the ag industry? Yes, the Green Revolution is all about agriculture in my mind. Awesome. Now taking a little bit of a... Uh, different direction here. Do you believe that composting has benefited the crop production? I'm not sure if composting has been benefiting crop production. Awesome. Um, well, do you happen to know if the manure always will uh, satisfy the needs of compost in the ag community? Uh, not sure. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to add to this episode? Not sure. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining this episode of the Evolution of Crop Production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Evolution of Crop Production. My name is Chloe, and I'm here today with 
Ryan. He is going to introduce himself and his relation to the agriculture community. Hi, my name is Ryan Van Dyke. My family had and still has dairy farms. Several friends of mine own or work for family farms. I also have been around and worked for farms. Awesome. Are you familiar with the Industrial Revolution and or the Green Revolution? If so, how much do you know about it and if it had any effect on you? Yes, I am familiar with the Industrial and Green Revolutions. I know most. I know mostly about them. Maybe not all the small details. It doesn't really affect me, although it is sad that everything is so mass-produced these days. It really takes the pride out of the American worker and proud workforce that this country rode on for several years. You are not wrong about that, Ryan. Uh, do you think the Industrial Revolution Industrial Revolution is still causing consequences today? I'm not really sure how it affected the workers. I'm sure some of them loved it and some hated it. Some, I'm sure, felt like they were maybe making a difference, while some maybe felt like they were being treated poorly. I uh, could agree with that. Um... Do you think that there will be another Green Revolution? I'm sure there will be another Green Revolution, so to speak. There also has to be. People are having kids left and right. Life expectancies are going up daily with modern medicine and treatment. On top of that, farmland is being sold for housing and other purposes not related to farming. Just look at L.A. It was majority of tree farms and dairies before the freeways came in. Artesian didn't get the name Dairy Valley for no reason. And also, people today think farming is bad, gross, unethical, almost. Mostly told by media, but I don't think the majority of Americans living in their bubbles really understand what it takes to feed the world. That is a really good answer to that question. Um, Kind of switching directions here, uh, do you believe that composting has benefited the crop production? I believe composting helps, yes. Returning vital nutrients back into the soil for better yields on the next year's crop. As far as if we have enough, I cannot answer. I am not sure if we are having a compost shortage as it is. If so, then one would assume there would be an issue in coming years. Alrighty, well, thank you for that. Um, will manure always satisfy the needs of compost, or should the ag community start thinking about using another material? If so, what would be an alternative? I don't think manure absolutely has to be the only compost out there, but I'm no scientist. Although the way some of today's dairies separate liquids and solids and cow manure and reuse almost every bit of it is pretty amazing. Awesome. You uh, gave a lot of detail in your answers, and I really appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for joining our episode today. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolution of Crop Production. My name is Chloe, and I'm here today with Paul. So if you would please give us your name in relation to the ag community. Uh, Are you on live here or something? No, I am doing a podcast. A podcast? Yeah. Oh, well, I can't cuss and do anything then. Be as honest as you want. <laughs> so, Paul Barcelos in Tulare, California. And how we're related in the ag community, we manufacture dairy compost and supply farmers to the Central Valley with 
what compost, dairy, dairy compost actually, and uh, has a soil limit, so it's all organic. Is that what you, you want to know all that stuff like that? I mean, we'll get more into it once uh, we go through some of the questions. How many other people are watching this podcast? Uh, it's just going to be classmates. Classmates. I mean, I could post it so the world can hear it, so. They can't. Are you going to look at the Christmas tree instead? <laughs> um, so, are you familiar with the Industrial Revolution and or the Green Revolution? If so, how do you know about it and how did it affect you? No, I'm not aware of it, except for recycling and composting is a good thing, and everybody going green as far as uh, for the environment. So if that's the case on that part of it, I mean, in my in my terms, doing compost, it's a speeding up the process of decom- decomposing here and making all the nutrients available to the plants right away, you know, so... That would be my terminology of it. Awesome. So, uh, do you think that the Industrial Revolution is causing consequences today? Oh, there's lots of consequences today. It's getting pretty rough, but I don't know. I mean, it's probably one person's thought may not be agreed by somebody else, you know, so their revolution might be a whole different criteria compared to the next person you know so help the environment out that's what it pertains to as far as in the ag community i mean everybody's a good steward farmers are good stewards of you want to call it the green uh revolution you know i mean trying to help out uh with all the with a better practice trying to use a little less water if they can you know as much as possible uh, all that stuff takes helps out the situation you know yeah unfortunately unfortunately there's a lot of good farm ground being built on for housing and all that which takes away from the whole food supply eventually down the road may not be in my time or your time but down the road it could be in your kids time or great grandkids you never know yeah um do you think that there'll be another green revolution probably not It'll all be ran off the store shelves. There won't be nothing available. Yeah. Uh, Do you think uh, there was a moment in time where the Green Revolution and or the Industrial Revolution ever crossed a line in the the ag industry? Oh, I don't know. It never crossed the line. Not really for sure as far as that goes. The Green Revolution. That's a that's a whole new one right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, kind of switching from the revolutions into the compost side of everything. Uh, do you believe that composting has benefited the crop production, and how? Uh, it does, actually. You know, we've been making it since the late seventies. When everybody used to laugh about it and being called a snake oil, but now it's finally coming. To flourishing with everything and uh, people are realizing how vital it is it's a really good thing for for the soil I mean you're the process of compost is to kill off all the bad pathogens you know and uh, the weed seeds that type of deal when you put it into the apply it to your ground it's uh, readily available right away for the for the plants for the nutrients you know so if you get on that program and start 
using it year after year, you can start cutting out on conventional fertilizers, which is just a quick shot, a quick fix. There is a place for it, you know, but it's just a quick fix to, to give it a little boost really quick and, and then it runs out of energy. So by applying compost and get on a program, you're, you're kind of being sustainable and uh, making everything available. You get the biology and the soil working the way it needs to be, the way Mother Nature intended things to be. Yeah. So, um, with uh, a growing country, do you think that there is enough compost to sustain the crop production? Oh, there's not enough of it, but if everybody was on board with the same wanting to use compost, yeah, there's not enough. You know, there will not be uh, different areas, got different supplies, green waste being, uh, being more available because of all the housing and, and yards and stuff that people have, you know, so that would be a little bit more available versus like dairy compost. Uh, so that's what we manufacture, but, uh. If all these heavy regulations and everything else that California tries to apply on everybody, eventually there won't be no dairies in California. So therefore, there won't be any dairy compost. So yeah, it, it um, is vital. But with uh, will manure always satisfy the needs for compost of the ag community, or should we start thinking of using different materials? And if so, what would be an alternative? Well. I mean, dairy compost is one of them. Green waste is another. Green waste compost is another form that works, you know. It just depends on what you're after. Uh, it all has its place. Uh, anything else to compost, you know. I mean, you can do food waste. But it's all different different deals as far as the nutrients available to the, to the plants. But it is full circle, and it is going to a good use, you know. I mean, even... Human waste is another compost that's out there. You know, it's all got to go somewhere, and obviously there's a lot of that from sewer farms and all these big cities. But is it available? Is it good for the plants that for human consumption? Well, not really, because you got you got bacteria in there that can get into the plant and uh, yeah. E. coli, salmonella, that type of deal. So, but human waste is sludge is not a it's not a good form of compost by any means. It has its place, but not for human consumption. Crops. Yeah. Um, so there was, in a previous episode, someone talked about how people using, like, their leftover foods is becoming a new compost. And maybe in the near future with uh, the updating technologies that uh, maybe eventually once they start making, like, recyclable paper, uh, even composted making that into paper if something like that if there's any other materials that they're going to make into composting that could go into the soil for crops yeah so food waste is starting to be a thing there are a lot of the grease and stuff that are trying to process and make a form of compost out of it it's got to get figured out a little bit better you know but you know it stinks it's a uh, Got a lot of rot, that type of deal. Uh, it's probably okay. Eventually, once we get it figured out a little bit better, but you know, you got to buy the whole thing and put it into good use. As far yeah. as that goes, paper starts off as a tree, cut it down, go through the paper mills, turn it into mush, you know, to a pulp, and then turn it on and make paper out of it after it dries all out. So 
it does break down over time, but it's not you can't speed up that process of, of composting to be able to apply it to the fields. Yeah. And if you if you go and just dump trash out there, you have it in your field. This it, it doesn't just disappear overnight. Yeah. So that's that's something that really got to get figured out. Yeah. Um, so that was all of my questions. Is there anything else you would like to add to inform the listeners to help people understand something better within the composting industry? Uh, just anything? Well, the composting industry, I mean, it's a big thing as far as regulations go and food safety. So there's a lot of people, you know, I call I like to say pop up out of the woodworks trying to make it, make, you know, make compost, mm-hmm. whether it's dairy or green waste. But the problem is if they're not doing all the proper testing and procedures of making it, then they, they put a basically compost into a, a bad form as far as getting out there into the market with E. coli salmonella and with which that's a food safety issue once they hit the store shelves and somebody eats it, you know? So it's real important to get a little stricter guidelines as far as that goes to, uh, to be a little little bit tighter, a little bit tougher. Yeah, for uh, sure. As far as that goes. So that's about all really. I mean, just, uh, be act friendly and realize where all your food and clothes and everything comes from. It's all comes from the ag community in one way or another, which a lot of people aren't aware of all that as far as where things come from. I think it comes from the store, which, yes, it does, but it doesn't really. It comes from a lot further before it gets to the store. Yeah. So. Um, so, on that topic, uh, since I'm also from Tulare, California, uh, since everybody, a lot of dairymen are selling their land and their dairies, uh, how do you think that'll affect your business as composting if everyone is selling their dairies and their land? and moving away well i mean they're some are selling and moving out of california because of the regulations it's getting a little bit tougher to to do business you got the sigma for the water you know basically you're not gonna have enough water to even farm to grow crop or be able to feed your animals so you have no choice but to either sell out move move away from here uh and also the milk prices have been so cheap that they can't even afford to operate because it's so cheap on what the, the dairyman gets paid. So the prices go up in the stores, but it never seems to go back down all the way to the to the beginner, the, of, of, which is the dairyman, that starts off the process there, you know. So well, how is it gonna affect us? And it's gonna affect everybody. It affects us because there, there's no dairies, we don't have no, no dairy manure to bring in a process. Also too, there won't be no parts houses or stores around here because the whole Central Valley and over the Salinas Valley, I mean, that's all 100% ag, and everybody's affected by it. You know, look at, so Tulare, California, a little town here in the middle of, of, of California, Central Valley, and brings in people from all over the world for the World Ag Expo that usually comes up in February. So all these hotels and businesses, restaurants, I mean, across the board, everybody in the area and it's not just here in Tulare it stretches all the way to Bakersfield to Fresno Merced for hotels that people come in for this ag show which is all ag related uh, so 
people need to realize how important it is for ag to be around here to feed everybody. California feeds almost the nation, and not all the way, not on every product, but it feeds a good part of the nation and and then some. Yeah. So, well, awesome. Thank you for speaking and letting me interview you. Um, I, uh, no problem. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the evolution of crop production. My name is Chloe, and I am here today with Serena. She is going to uh, give us her name and her relationship to the agriculture community. So my name is Serena Scotanis. I was raised in the dairy industry and beef industry. My dad is a second generation dairy farmer. We've recently taken up raising commercial and registered Angus cattle. We also farm row crops like corn, wheat, hay, and sorghum. Awesome. Um, are you familiar with the Industrial Revolution and the Green Revolution? If so, how much do you know about it and how did it affect you? The Green Revolution refers to the large production of crops in developing countries like Africa and Central America. It changed the world economy and lowered prices for agriculture commodities. The Industrial Revolution refers to the mass production and manufacturing of products. This changed the agricultural industry immensely as it enabled farmers and producers to buy manufactured goods and produce food and livestock more efficiently. Awesome. Uh, Do you think that the Industrial Revolution is still causing consequences today? I would say that the Industrial Revolution still has lasting consequences. There are less farms and larger corporate companies that have a hand in the agriculture industry now. This could lead to a decreasing employment rate and higher costs for name brand products. You're not wrong. Um, How did it affect the workers? Did they change their perspective? Did you change yours? Employers are greatly affected by the Industrial Revolution because they have become replaced with tractors, machines, and robots. This has changed the perspective of employees and employers because it has eased the labor of individuals but decreased the amount of available jobs in the labor force. Uh, Do you think that there will be another Green Revolution? I think that there will not be a Green Revolution. Rather, the developed... Rather, the developing countries can continue to improve in technology and genetically engineered crops. This way, the country and the people can become more efficient in their production. Uh, do you... Oh, shoot, I just asked you that. Um, was there ever a moment in time that you thought that the either one of the revolutions crossed a line in the ag industry? I personally don't think so because the agriculture industry has improved a great deal because of those revolutions. If we were still operating with horses pulling a plow, we would not be able to feed the growing world population today. Uh, So taking a little uh, different side of this, uh, moving on to the compost side, uh, do you believe that composting has benefited the crop production and how? Now that there's composting, there's more organic matter in soil. You can lose organic matter by conventional tilling processes. The only way you can add organic matter rapidly is by having a lot of residue on top, which results in more cover crops, which will become more expensive for the producer. Uh, With a growing country, do you think that there is enough compost to sustain the crop production? No. With the growing population and the decreasing amount of livestock in the country, there will not be enough compost to sustain the crop production. Awesome. Uh, 
Will manure always satisfy the needs for compost, or should the ag community start thinking about using other material? If so, what do you think could be an alternative? I do think the ag community should start thinking and innovating new wa- new ways of composting without um, technically using manure. An alternative to compost could be cover crops, but this could also result in a decrease in profitability. Awesome. So that was the end of my questions that I have. Uh, but would you like to add anything else to the so people who aren't in this industry and or ag community uh, can understand a little bit better or just have more knowledge of something that you're a part of? I don't really think I have anything else to add. Awesome. Well, thank you for speaking and letting me interview you for my podcast of the evolution of crop production. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the evolution of crop production. I am here today with Miss Bell and she is about to introduce herself and her relation to the agriculture community. Hi, my name is Bell Para. I'm an ag student here at CSU and I'm studying ag literacy. Um, I've been a member of the ag community since I was 10 years old. Awesome. Um, Are you familiar with uh, the Industrial Revolution or the Green Revolution? If so, how do you know about it and did it affect you in any way? I learned most of what I know about the Industrial and Green Revolution in my ag history class in college. I don't know too much about present-day effects, but I have discussed its direct repercussions throughout my college career. The Industrial Revolution did not necessarily have a direct effect on me, but it did have an impact on what I need to understand to be an agricultural literacy. These types of changes in the agricultural industry require me to have more knowledge regarding the Industrial and Green Revolution. Awesome. And kind of following that question, uh, do you think that the Industrial Revolution is still causing consequences today? I think the Industrial Revolution has made a significant impact on consumers. It really detracts from the romantic agrarian ideals that many consumers have of agriculture. And since it is different than those ideals, it can alter consumers' perceptions in a very negative way. Um, Do you think that the workers were affected with this revolution or uh, did it change their perspectives in any way? For me, it changed how I study agriculture. I need to have understandings of how technology plays a role in the industry. In order for me to be someone who is agriculturally literate, I have to adjust what I study. For sure. Uh, Do you think that there will be another green revolution? In this time, absolutely. Environmental ethics as well as economics have sparked multiple conversations about what we can do better for the environment and natural resources that we have. Awesome. Uh, was there ever a moment in time that you thought that the industrial slash green revolution uh, ever crossed the line in the ag industry? I think the level of education provided regarding agriculture has not matched the efforts of the revolution. In a sense, they haven't crossed the line, but we have to provide more context for the industry in order for us to match the work that has happened. For sure. Uh, so kind of taking a little switch from the revolutions over to compost and more talking about the evolution of the crop production. Uh, Do you believe that composting has benefited the crop production and how? I do think that composting has benefited the crop production in the U.S. It has allowed for more variation in the market for consumers such as organic products and more horticultural products. 
Um, uh, so following that, since the U.S. is a growing country still, do you think that there will be enough compost to sustain the crop production? At this time, I do think we have enough compost to sustain crop production, but I think we would need to increase production in proportion with the population. Uh, so my last question for you is, do you believe manure will always satisfy the needs for compost for the ag community, or should we start thinking about using other materials? And if so, do you have an alternative? I think that we would need to resort to something more consumer friendly. Individuals still have conceptions regarding, um, cattle that are negative. I think that a potential alternative would be something without any cow product in it, maybe ground shellfish. Awesome. Well, that is definitely a uh, new perspective, and I'm sure it'll uh, be a possibility with the uh, new technology in the future. Uh, Thank you for joining my episode of the Evolution of Crop Production. I uh, appreciate you letting me interview you.